first step would be for everybody to care about other people and not about themselves only. Uh, people should respect each other, and, uh, not dependent with the color, the gender. Uh, we must avoid all these uh, uh, confrontation. You know? The fact that we're all humans is what unites us. So. But I think you start to think of yourself more as a person from the planet. The task of the media is to help society find a common language and communicate. I think friendship and being nice to each other can unite everyone. We want to live in a society that where the people are very conscious, so they make Just conscious decisions. Work for the sake of uh, society, for the sake of love, for the sake of connection. I see that all people want two things, love, and it's a compassionate society, a society that understands that your needs are you know, valid. What unites us is being in relationship with each other. It's about humanizing the human society. Everybody has to be informed in a, in a proper way. Let's support each other, let's help each other, no matter what another person may have. In the creative society, human life will be of highest value and the best human qualities will prevail. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Lecture TV Ireland. Today, we will talk about the creative society with a very interesting guest. I'm going to introduce you a little bit later. We will ask you to share your vision of society where everyone feels safe and lives fulfilled life. My name is Arina, and I'm happy to host this live broadcast with Caroline Cooper, who was our guest previously. The interview with Caroline is still available on Alachi TV UK channel, so if you haven't watched it yet, please do it. Hello, dear Caroline. How are you doing? Hello, yes, I'm, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm really happy to be here. Very nice to see you. And today, Caroline invited her friends to join our conversation. Our pleasure and honor to introduce Helen Snape, relationship coach, author, speaker from UK. Welcome, dear Helen. How are you? Hi, Alina. I, I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for having me on and thank you, Caroline, for inviting me. Thank you for accepting our invitation, really. Happy to see you with us. Could you please tell our viewers a little bit more about yourself? What are you doing? What drives you in life? Yeah, yeah. So I work as a relationship coach, as you said, and I particularly work with women who have a hard time saying no to anyone. So they give and give and give, and they end up really tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, and it has a really negative impact on their relationships. And I do that because I would say that I'm a recovering people pleaser myself. And I know how, how badly it can affect your life. Now, I've not always worked as a coach. My background is in human resources and training. You know, I've always been drawn to professions where I'm helping other people. Um, but I had a realization several years ago that it perhaps wasn't quite my true calling and several people had suggested to me, oh, you know, why don't you become a coach? 
and I ignored them for a while, <laughs> but eventually the message got through and I decided to end my job and go and train as a transformational coach with a view to becoming you know, an HR consultant who did a bit of coaching and mediation and other things. But as I went on the, my journey of learning to be a coach, I realized that that wasn't really where my, my passion was. And I realized, you know, if I'm going to do this for my job, then I need to do something that I'm really passionate about. And, and that is helping women who are also on that journey of recovering from people pleasing in their relationships. Yeah. Brilliant, thank you, it's very interesting. Dear Caroline, we can't hear you. <laughs> I muted myself because I was coughing. I didn't want to. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it's been really interesting to watch you grow, Helen, because I met you, um, Helen, at uh, GTEx, a, a company that helps you grow your business. And, um, you know, from the hobby stage through to being expert and um, authority, but also at um, some courses with sovereign speakers to do with speaking. And I always remember you being really quiet when I first met you. It's like you weren't really there <laughs> and didn't really say a lot. And um, over the, the years, so it's been a couple of years now, probably more, I've watched you really blossom and come out of yourself. And to see you shine like you do now and to speak out more clearly, more confidently, it's been an absolute joy to watch you on that journey. Um, yeah. and to come out so um, you know it's a pleasure to bring you onto the show to help others to realize what's possible yeah now the designers have actually um, prepared a collage for you um, and we'll see it on the screen now and so I'd like you to do could you please comment um, on it so that the viewers can um, learn a bit more about you oh wow <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 BBC Surrey um that was I think my first interview on local radio, BBC Surrey and, and BBC Sussex Radio, where I was invited on to talk about how not to get trapped in this cycle of people pleasing and to give some tips to the listeners. Um and I've been invited back a, a few times since um and i you know i listened back to that interview and i i can hear how nervous i was um and it was a big it was a big step for me appearing live on radio oh my god um but you know but it's like it's one of those things where you know once you realize you can do it once you realize you can do it again and then the next time is less scary uh, so that was that was an amazing opportunity uh, and then the, the picture below it is actually me speaking in February this year at my first ever live networking event. It was like, it was the first time I really put myself out there mm -hmm. and I shared some of my 
personal story around you know around my struggles with people pleasing and how it had led to me you know burning out at work and, and getting into a really uh, unhealthy marriage um, so it was again it was incredibly scary but it was a real growth moment um, and and I was really blessed that I did that at a local networking event how does she do it which is just so supportive mm -hmm. it's it's basically you know women coming together to support each other in developing their businesses um, and and they're just like a really a really lovely group of genuine real people uh, yeah um, and then in the middle there yeah I was I was I had a feature done on me by powerhouse global magazine which was again like amazing to me you know it's this international publication and and they wanted to feature me as you know as kind of a, as a thought leader um, around you know how to how to stop people pleasing in your life and how to really um, make the most of your life um, and then and then below that the how to handle difficult conversations with confidence uh, that was the first ever webinar that I have ever run and that was probably only in September this year so again, you know, it's like another milestone for me because I'd never done anything like it before. And yeah, and it went, it went better than I expected. Um, and I got some lovely feedback from it. Um, and in fact, the reason that I did it at all was because I'd taken the step of speaking at the Women's Economic Forum in July on the same topic how to handle difficult conversations with confidence and that had been so well received and and i won an award for that that i felt that the message that was in that talk i needed to share it more widely so that was kind of my reasoning behind that um and then the the the, the award the 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 gtex um which is where i met carol ann um they very recently had an awards ceremony and I was uh, a finalist in three categories um, speaker uh, best newcomer and outstanding contribution and it was only I think like last weekend so that hasn't really sunk in yet <laughs> it really hasn't I'm like oh my god what happened what happened um, yeah and it, it's I suppose particularly touching to me to have been a finalist for the speaker award because let me see where are we probably this time last year I was you know I was terrified of speaking in public you know I would never be doing an interview like this <laughs> um, so you know I feel like I've come a long way on that journey I've got a long way to go but I, yeah um, I've come a long way and then yeah, and then earlier this year, I was a finalist for the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards. Uh, and that was in the category of overcoming adversity. Um, and that really related to more like my, my personal journey, um, you know, that I, in 2015, I ended 
uh, a very long um, abusive marriage that I had been in. And really that was the turning point for me to really start rediscovering who I am and to start rebuilding my self-confidence and my self-belief, which then led to me deciding to change my career and becoming a coach and helping other women. Um, so yeah, yeah, thank you for that reminder. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's, it's just amazing. And I can't imagine how, uh, what you had to come through to become who you are now. But uh, I agree with Caroline, you're just shining. And it's so contagious. And I really feel that how much you love what, what you are doing and uh, that you really love helping people and it makes you happy. Thank you so much for that. And I would uh, like to ask you to open up a little bit the topic of how important is it for, for people to speak up, you know, without feeling guilty or something, just to step over all these barriers in our own mind and talk openly and honestly about what we want. How do we see our own future? Mm. Could mm. you be? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose what happens when, when we don't? Like, it's really interesting actually that you mentioned being honest because I think that's something that we don't often think about that, you know, when we, when we are trying to uh, please other people and we're trying to fit in, then actually we're not being honest. We're not being honest with other people and we're not really being honest with ourselves. And I suppose the, the trouble with that is for a start, you know, it will build up resentment inside of you because you know because you're doing things that you maybe don't want to do and you're going along with things that other people want you to do or or things that you know that kind of drag you into and that just builds up inside of you like these these difficult feelings like you don't want to acknowledge them and they build up inside of you and that can lead to long-term problems on its own you know when we don't really acknowledge what we're feeling you know, they, they build up in the body. And I'm sure that's why I used to go around basically tired a lot of the time. Um, but what for me, it really means in terms of our relationships is because we're not being honest and we're not really showing who we really are, then of course it's going to have a negative impact on our relationships. Like it's going to block a level that level of connection and intimacy that we all need and we all want from our relationships because the other person can't really get to know us if we're not being honest and we're not showing up as who we really are and so it stops us actually from getting what we want out of relationships um, and it also it also means that in other areas of our life, like in our career, that we often end up playing small and safe because 
again you know we're we're worried about what other people think and we want to fit in and do the right thing um and so we don't perhaps take risks and we don't speak up and so we just end up having quite a small life when you know potentially there's like so much more waiting for us out there yeah yeah certainly is so much more out there that we don't realize and um and i think this it is this not realizing i don't know like you how you find that but do were you aware that you weren't um or that you were a people pleaser at the time do people actually are they aware of it and how could they become aware of it what are like the sort of the the alarm bells that they could start listening for or feeling for or, or seeing and then what could they do about it once they've sort of they've got the alarm and they've gone oh you know mm. I think it's I think you're right I think there is the first step is like recognizing that that's something that you might be doing and mm. I think it took me quite a while to wake up to that um, I think some of the signs that you can look out for are things like that you you automatically say yes <laughs> to people like without without your brain engaging you, you mm -hmm. say yes and then afterwards you might regret it and you might backpedal but you just you just can't help but splurging out a yes all the time um, so you find it hard to say no uh, you find it hard to make decisions you know and maybe you let other people lead your life for you um you end up doing things that you don't want to do and then resenting other people for it uh you avoid conflict like at all costs because we we mistakenly equate conflict with oh, you know, if, if I have a conflict with this other person, then they're not going to like me anymore and maybe they'll leave me. And so we, we can't do, we can't do conflict. And it, so it shows up in these ways. It's also, if you find that you are the person that goes around with that fixed smile on their face, like you're just, you pretend like everything is fine when, you know, there could be awful things happening in your life, but you you feel like you have to put on a show for other people because you know because you want them to like you right so you don't want to show up in a real way you're you're kind of always like wearing a mask yeah for mm. other people yeah. and what's the what could they then do once they've got that alarm bell and they've woken up to it what could they then do what would you suggest they do mm. like first step first step yeah <laughs> For me, I suppose the very first step is that that you have a desire to change and that you feel like that you need to change. You know, for, for me, you know, I really hit my rock bottom before I got to that point. You know, I just kept feeling like, oh, if I just try harder and harder, <laughs> then surely this will work. Um, and it, it didn't. So, you know, you have to get to that point where you're like, oh, this isn't working for me anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just... It's just not working. Um, and then I would say, you know, find, 
find some support like whether that's with a, a group or a coach or just like a good friend that you know um is exhibits healthy relationship behaviors and is a safe person because i think it's very hard to unpick this kind of behavior and to change on your own like it's there is a lot you can do on your own um don't get me wrong but i think it's it's really helpful to have people to encourage you on your journey and to support you you know when you struggle or you hit obstacles um, and then kind of something that you can start doing for yourself is is learning to train your attention so bringing it back to yourself because when we are in people-pleasing patterns our attention is completely other focused and we we aren't in tune with ourselves so it's bringing that amazing attention that we give to everyone else and bringing it back to ourselves and beginning to ask, ooh, you know, actually, what do, what do I think? What do I feel? What do I need? Um, so, it, you know, ultimately, it's, it's, it is taking responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. Just amazing, Arthur. Thank you so much. You absolutely agree. Your attention is the key for everything. If you put our attention into fair, we it uh, just uh, limits ourselves. But we put our attention to our feelings, into the source of happiness and life inside of us. Everything is changing. And you know. Listening to your answers, I thought that um, the pretty much approach can be taken for society, because for some reasons, for some reasons we get used to keep silent. We never uh, spoke about what we want. Well, now we do, but for long uh, time we didn't. We only complained. But why? It is so inspiring. It is so great when people express themselves openly and freely, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, now I wanted to ask you uh, the question we ask all people all over the world. Could you please uh, describe the society where you, your family, your friends, and everyone will live happily? Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking about this quite deeply. And for me, uh, the key to living a happy life is in having healthy relationships and having really healthy emotional connections with other people. And I'm really inspired by, um, I think it's a book by Bronnie Ware, which is about the five top regrets of the dying. And it's really telling, like, you know, the, the regrets of the dying are not, oh, well, I wish I had worked harder. I wish I'd spent longer in the office or things like that. It's, it's things like, you know, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Or, you know, I wish I had expressed my feelings and spoken my mind more. 
you know, it's about connections with other people. So, you know, so my like deepest wish is that we all learn how to develop these healthy relationships with each other. Um, and I think we can do that through, for a start, you know, through educating people about relationships because it's like, it's something that isn't taught at school like, and maybe it should be like how, how to, like, what does a healthy relationship look like? What does an unhealthy relationship look like? You know, how, how do we have a healthy relationship? How, how do we communicate with each other in honest and loving ways? So there's kind of an education part for me, but then there's also um, perhaps undoing some unhealthy relationship stuff that we've almost like inherited because, you know, some of us grew up in dysfunctional families, you know, others, you know, maybe there's nothing like, there was nothing ever so unhealthy, but, you know, our parents, they, they just do what they learned from their parents and so on and so on. And I think you're amazingly lucky if you grew up in a family where just everything was perfect. <laughs> everything was perfect in terms of, you know, the relationships and what you were taught. And so I think there's, there's some unlearning um, of perhaps unhealthy relationship behaviors that we've, picked up as we grew up because when we undo them we've then undone them forever you know we're then we can then pass on to future generations what we've learned and and thus thus creating you know a, a bigger environment where there are more of these healthy relationships where there is more happiness yeah yeah, it's very, very true. And um, these healthier, happier relationships, um, they have an impact on the development of personality. So in the creative society, how do you see development of personality? You know, what conditions can help people to develop and implement their abilities and talents? Mm. 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 Yeah. I think in order to develop our our talents um, and creativity, it's it's allowing our children to to follow those talents and gifts, and not um, not imposing what we want them to do. Um, because you know, there can be a lot of pressure and expectations from parents, you know, either very explicitly, like, well, you should go and be a lawyer, <laughs> or maybe just implicitly, you know, with, with messages that we pick up about, you know, well, you know, you, you should go and get a nine to five job, or, you know, you, you should 
you should value going and getting the highest paid job that you could ever do or you know or you should go to university like you know you just should go and get as much education as you can and so there are there are like all these shoulds <laughs> and expectations um and so i think it's it's learning like not to um not to put these on our children um and then for those of us that are are grown up it's unpacking you know what expectations am i carrying around you know what expectations from other people am i carrying around what you know like like they're like heavy suitcases right that we can drop but you know we have to become aware that they're there um so so that is about self-exploration and learning to tune into our real self um, rather than perhaps what our ego is saying because um, I was thinking about this and I was thinking that you know when I was growing up for example one of the one of the careers that I thought I wanted to pursue was to be an actress um, looking back at it now I'm not sure that would have been the best path for me. I think that was probably coming from my ego because if you remember like my, my pattern was to please other people. And so by being an actress, it would have allowed me to always be pleasing other people. And it would have allowed me like not to be myself most of the time. Um, so for me, that would have perhaps not been the right path. Whereas, you know, tuning into who I really am now, it's tuning into those things that really light up my life, that bring me joy, that I'm, you know, tapping into the gifts that God or the universe has, has given me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It is so important. I absolutely agree with you. It's too much pressure in the modern world. And it is so important to explore our true nature and to just to be honest with ourselves, what do we want, what do we strive towards. And, uh, you know, while, while undertaking millions of social surveys and conducting interviews with different people, participants of other international public movements, ask people from all over the world, what world would you like to live in? And we found out uh, that all people, regardless of their nationality, religion, social status, and so on, have very similar vision of it. And that's how the eight foundations of creative society will form. So they can be found on allatrainize.com our website, which you can see now on the screen. And uh, one of these eight foundations, the foundation number six, called Development of Personality. And um, I would like our technical support to show it on the screen, if possible. 
Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, Helen, what do you think about this research mm. in general and about uh, this Big foundation in particular. Yeah. To me, this this contributes to our overall well-being and happiness as individuals and as a society. Because when we can use our creative talents and our gifts then you know then we're probably going to end up doing something that we both love and also something that we're good at and then you know then happily that means we're also you know contributing so much more to to society mm. so i think it's it's like it's a it's a beautiful combination like if you know, if we're, if we're in a society that allows us to, to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you are a great example yourself of this, because you are doing what you love, what brings you happiness. And uh, <laughs> it is very contagious again. <laughs> yeah. And I think like you can start off where you are as well, you know, so even if um, even if it's perhaps not something that you can do as a full-time job, you can start off you know, where you can. So you know, whether it's that you love knitting and so you take that up as a hobby, um, you know, and then you know, maybe you start knitting jumpers and scarves and, you know, and then, you know, then maybe that does become a business or maybe you donate to charity from, from what you do or, um, or you just continue it as a hobby, but just making, beginning to make space in your life for what you know lights you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So, and um, what do you think in our daily life? What? can we do to make the world a better place already now, already today? Mm. Mm. I think it's it's about tuning in, yeah, tuning into our real selves and following what we know to be right and true. Um, I think it's about encouraging other people to do the same and, and sharing what we've learnt, you know, not, not to, not to force it on other people, but just to like, to open it, open it out, you know, say, look, you know, this is what I've learnt, like, um, because I think we can, we can all learn from each other. Um, and I think it's from, you know, what we've been talking about as well. I think there's something in there about making sure that we don't compare ourselves to other people. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very important, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because that can so trip us up and, and create so much unhappiness, unnecessary unhappiness. You know, I know it did for me and I know it does for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, yeah, learning not to compare yourself, um, I think, is incredibly helpful. Um, and also just becoming more self-compassionate and becoming more aware of you know where our thoughts and our and our feelings have come from I think the more the more conscious we are of what we're doing and why it gives us more choice about how we show up in the world. It helps us to see, you know, maybe patterns of behavior such as people pleasing that we've got caught up in. And it begins to give us choice about actually how do I want to show up in the world? Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your understanding and wisdom. Such a great advice and absolutely agree. And creative society starts with every one of us. And, uh, for our dear viewers, if you want to join the Creative Society project, feel free to do it on our website, alatshoynights.com. Uh, this is a project for all people, as even without one person, the society is not complete. You can press the Join Us red button. There is a very easy registration form and um, lots of activities you can be involved in. And uh, dear Helen, we would like to ask you, who would you like to meet and uh, have a talk about creative society in one of our next broadcasts? Somebody you know personally. <laughs> <laughs> I invited you. <laughs> you know, and um, I've got someone in mind. Um, she's a lovely lady. Um, I would like to, I think, ask her first, and and then, and then bring her on if you know if she's happy. If she's happy to, yeah, yeah. Sure. Still mm. That's exciting. I look forward to. It. <laughs> to oh, yeah. hearing who that is and um just what you were saying about being aware and bringing this forward and, and wanting to sort of allow yourself to shine um what something that you'd finally like to say what's one last piece of information or mm, information golden nugget that you'd like to share with everybody mm. I think it's know that you are not not your past experiences like that you can choose who you want to be and who you want to become there's just like know that like wherever you are at in your life there is you know today is like the start the start of your life you can choose like who you want to become mm. oh, it's such a beautiful message really i just have no words to be honest thank you so much 
And the end, uh, I would like to invite uh, you, Helen, you, Karelan, and everyone watching to join the Global Conference Creative Society United Weekend, which will take place this Sunday, GPM, which is absolutely unique event organized by people for people. Speakers from different countries, millions of locations around the globe. This is something not to be missed. <laughs> Thank you again, dear Helen, for such a heartwarming and inspiring conversation. Oh, thank, thank you, you. dear Caroline, for being such a fantastic co-host. I really enjoyed hosting this broadcast with you. And we hope you will repeat this experience one day. And uh, thank you, everyone, watching us. We wish you a beautiful day and see you soon on Alatra TV. Bye now. Every day, we share a great amount of information. This information forms our reality. Is this the way we wish to live? We need change. The change starts with us. With the information we share, consumer society leads us to death. We need a new vector of life, a creative society. It is up to you and me to build a creative society worldwide where human life is the main value. Development of humanity is the main aim. Human safety is the main priority. Is it possible to build a creative society now? Yes, all we need to do is unite in one common idea, a creative society. People around the world are already acting to share the idea of creative society with the whole world to make it a reality. Learn how on the unique international online conference, Creative Society, United We Can, December 20th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Alatra TV. You are the one who can change the future.